Coming up on TMS PM, there are four lights. Crash. Now there are three lights. I forgot we had a sound effect in there. Fully work. Bottom, 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 bottom. Top, 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 top. <laughs> you did that perfectly. Purple paper people eater. Oh, well done. In the event of a water landing, please find Gloomhaven under your seats. Uh, fire up the farm signal. Propane and propane addicts. Cat mangitis. <laughs> Take poo and call me in the morning. Dan Dan, the tabletop man and more on this episode of The Morning Stream PM. This is The Morning Stream, but it's not in the morning, it's at night. TMS. Hello and welcome back to TMSPM, the weekly edition of the show that doesn't exist without your support at patreon.com slash frogpants. Nope, that's the wrong one. Patreon.com slash TMS. Let's get it straight, Scott. Put it together. <laughs> right. Keep it together. Oh, there goes another dollar out of my pocket. <laughs> Hopefully whoever listened to that is still listening. Slash TMS, that's the one. Uh, anyway, you should go do that. And uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's September 6, 2019. And uh, I'm Scott. That's Brian. Hi, Brian. Good evening. Afternoon. Hi, Scott. How are you? Eh, I'm all right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's okay. I'm not in a great mood, and I don't know why. I don't have a good reason. I'm just kind of, you know? Some days you just hmm. have to be a little flat. It's okay. It's all right. It's totally okay. Is it, uh, what's, is it, is it? overcast like rainy is it uh it did still rain last sunny, night right like it did rain it? last night it was a really big thunderstorm too which uh sometimes messes me up i get a little uh human barometer going there and kind of screws up sure. my, my brain we uh yeah we figured out that we do get affected by that kind of stuff low pressure high pressure yeah stuff moving in i don't like totally it. yeah i don't uh, like that other than that though i don't really have an excuse everything's fine everything's good kids are good kim's good dogs are good uh, how are your, how are your teeth, Scott? Teeth good? Uh, better than yours were, but now yours are better than mine. <laughs> Did they give you a crown? What they do? What they give you? Appreciate your teeth. Uh, they gave me basically they. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's let's kind of back up and give okay. the whole description here. So right. you got two teeth right next to each other, mm-hmm. very back of of uh, the left side of my uppers, like the two back molars. Yep, the on top. Um. What's that? The on top, I call it. The on top, mm-hmm. sure. Sure. Uh, the very, very back tooth had a cavity. Mm. Don't mm. know why I'd be getting cavities with this big jar of atomic fireballs next to my desk. But Weird. Mm. Uh, don't know. No, I brush regularly. It's just, you know, whatever. Things okay. happen. It happens. happens. Even Kim got her, fun, her first happens. cavity in like her whole life about a year ago. So. Wow. Oh, crazy. Yeah. So don't I'm ridicule don't her bad. incessantly about it. <laughs> so this cavity wasn't just a cavity though; it ended up like causing other trouble, right? Well, yeah. So it was a cavity, uh, very back tooth. Um, when they were putting on, so so to uh, it was on the very side of the tooth, and so when they have to fill a cavity these days, they don't take like little wads of silver globules and shape it right, and then put it in the tooth, and then kind of mash it down in there. They use this like this new white substance that you just can't see mm-hmm. cavities uh, when, when you look in somebody's mouth anymore. The silver was like, you got a cavity. Mm-hmm. Well, the white stuff kind of hides it. Right. But to do it, they have to basically make a concrete form or put a concrete form around the tooth so that when they squirt the goo in there, yeah. it stays in the right shape of the tooth. 
Okay. Oh. This is in the form. Wow. Light, lights down. <laughs> Man down. Oh, no. LEDs, so we're okay. It's not gonna okay. Good. We're not. There's hurt. no shattered glass and. <laughs> no, that was my own fault. All right, sorry. Continue wow. on. Anyway, so uh, they put that metal band around it. Now the metal band has to be exactly the right size, fit. You know, it has to be very tight around your tooth, but also, um, uh, you know, enough space they can squirt the goo in there. Mm-hmm. As they were putting that on my tooth, this is what I believe. Uh, as they were doing this last February. Um, I felt a really sharp, painful crack, uh, when they did that. Ooh. And what I think happened based on them realizing it during this last cleaning visit is that they broke the tooth next to it, uh, but not broke it off, broke enough of it that, that a little piece, like the, the side of that tooth where there also was a cavity, um, pushed against like jammed between tooth A and tooth B. Like a like a wedge being driven down between two stones. It's more like a like a fracture than a full on break. Like more like a fracture, exactly. Yeah. Not not immediately noticeable by the dentist when he was checking his handiwork on tooth A, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly noticed it on tooth B. And I I have not, you know, I haven't felt a crack like that in my tooth. I'd notice if I felt something like that mm-hmm. since. Well, basically, what happens is, you know, when I when I floss. I save that part to last, or I would save that part to last because the floss would usually break there. So I'd go bottom, 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 top, 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 broke. Okay, done flossing for the day. Right. And thought nothing of it. And then he's like, So you didn't notice this when you're flossing? I said, Well, no, I just adjusted. I flossed all the bottom teeth first and I flossed the top from the right to left because I know it always break on the left. He says, Yeah, you've got a broken tooth there, like a a fractured tooth there and that's why i'm like oh okay great so basically what they had to do they had to repeat the process with this tooth they had to drill out the previous they had, they had to drill out enough to take out the fracture yeah. drill out the previous um silver filling mm-hmm. and then uh put a new concrete form on there mm-hmm. <laughs> squirt the goo in there and uh, sand it all down and make it all smooth and then do that whole bite test thing where they Stick carbon paper in your teeth, make you bite down, and oh, move the, your teeth the, the, so the purple paper. I love the purple paper. The purple paper. Yeah, yep. it's good. Which, which, when your top of your mouth is numb, you feel like <laughs> God. I feel like I'm hardly pressing, but I'm probably going like pressing down with my teeth so hard. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I could uh, be wrong. I bet we have a dentist who uh, says something about this, but I think you're good for the for the long haul now. Those concrete things are awesome. Last forever. Yeah, I think totally should be fine. But yeah. uh, silver though, F pleasant. silver, dude, because silver was the thing of our age when we were uh, young people, and that's what all the dentists shoved in our mouth. Right. And every dental problem I have now is because of some old silver thing giving up the ghost. All of it. Yeah. Right. Right. <sighs> yeah. Screw silver. It's all ferrite dust now. Yeah. <laughs> it's all pure ferrite dust and and the copper deposit. That's right. You got to scan for the planet. You got to go down there. <laughs> you got to put your well, visor well, on. Yeah. Yeah. So while all that was going on, uh, Inara had to go to the vet, which was a, you know, her own her own shade of nightmare. Yeah. And uh, she uh, turns out has kitty acne. <laughs> oh yeah, you told me this yesterday. What the heck is that up about? What what is kitty acne? What is even that? What is that? I don't know. I mean, I guess they get it from drinking out of plastic bowls because their their chins will rub against a plastic bowl. On a metal bowl, they don't get uh, 
they don't get whatever it takes, whatever sets root into their skin to cause acne. But on a plastic bowl, that bacteria, that whatever sits on there, probably it's probably water that sits on the plastic and says, oh, I'm going to grow some stuff in here. And then I'm going to attach to the next hairy chin that I come in contact with. Mm. So so uh, what do you do there? Do you got to change to like a stone bowl or something? Uh, no, you just change to a metal bowl. And and okay. most of our water bowls for the cats are metal. We do have one that is a filtered bowl that keeps churning the water through mm-hmm. and it's got a plastic um edge on it. So I think we're just gonna we're just gonna kinda keep that thing clean because they love that that filtered water, but we can't really uh, you know, create a metal <laughs> I'll take some globules of silver and just make a new metal uh cover for that uh uh, the plastic. Do you ever see thing. the cat roll up to a mirror and go like this? Yeah, <laughs> right. It's funny because it doesn't look like a zit. It just looks like a red or a dark rash. Yeah, and uh, which is why you were concerned in the first place because who knows? What which is why I was concerned because I was like, oh my god, I hope that's not something serious. And thank goodness it wasn't. So yeah. you don't want cat meningitis, or as I call it, cat meningitis. You don't cat-ing-gitis. want that. Yeah, gitis. <laughs> yeah, hello. That, I almost say vaginitis. Uh, anyway. So that's cool. So yeah. she's home and she has what, like a cream? Or what do you do there? How do you fix she that? She got a shot and the shot's supposed to clear things up. Oh, okay. Like a little Oxy-10 for cats or Clearasil for cats or something like that. I don't know. Perfect. I hope yeah. that, uh, I hope it's a quick quick recovery then from her her cat zits. As, as do I, yeah. yes. Um, cat, cat pimples. Cat pimples. They're the worst. Pimples. <laughs> Speaking of things that might give you uh, cat acne if you're not careful... <laughs> uh, I have a question for the world, and that is, is going through a gallon of kimchi in about five days, is that normal? Wow. Because I So you through, are really putting it on everything. I love it so much. I put it on a turkey sandwich this week. That's how much I love it. I put it wow. on, um, I put it in eggs with breakfast the other morning when we had actual see, breakfast. I can't see anything wrong with that. It sounds good. There's nothing wrong with it, and I'm fine. Yeah. I don't feel like a... You don't feel any stomach intestinal distress? No. The only thing I'd worry about, Scott, is that you'll you'll uh, you'll get sick of it, and you'll lose your taste for it. Like, Ooh. you know, the, the, the story of the boy who had everything. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example of it. Like, all of a sudden, you'll be like, oh, I'm kind of turned off from kimchi now. I've had it too much, and I'm sick of it. That's a really good point. I hadn't considered that, because I don't want to get sick of it. I love it so much. Right. right. Um, but, I, yeah, but as far as, like, I mean, if all I ate was kimchi, that'd be bad, I guess. But sure. having it, uh, you know, kind of just around for everything has been really nice. And it's super inexpensive. And half mm-hmm. the time, my sister-in-law makes a batch, and it's cost me nothing. Mm. And even when I go to the Asian market and get it, it's super cheap. You get these big gallon things full of kimchi for like a nine bucks or something. Nice. And it lasts and me she for doesn't whatever. Do like the bury it in a clay pot or anything. Like she's doing it on the stove or pressure cooker or something like she's that. She's done right? it before the the traditional old school bury it in a really? pot for a year way, but that was years yeah. ago. She, it's too hard. I mean, it's a pain. So now she doesn't do it that way. But huh. uh, hers okay. is hers. As far as I know, hers is done the way you would get stuff over the over the counter. You know, they yeah. pressure cook it. Or, <laughs> Without a prescription. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's the cubic zirconia of kimchi. That's what it is. <laughs> you don't have time to have carbon, uh, high pressure carbon for long enough to have a diamond. You got to hurry up and make that cubic zirconia. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, it's good. Kimchi, yeah. And right here, uh, Natrino says, if you put kimchi on a dog Rito, I have indeed put it there. And I put it on hot dogs. I put it on burgers. Mm-hmm. I have it on everything. And by itself, yeah. for that matter. I love it. Now, no one's complaining mm. that I smell like a kimchi bomb. 
So I'm not like sweating it out or anything. <laughs> I think it's actually been good for me somehow. Like my system appreciates wow. it or something. And it's also very low calorie. So when I'm chowing down during my window of eating time, I'm not, you know, stuffing my face full of crap. I'm eating something that's like low calorie and, you know, good, yeah. good for my Kimchi is zero point. Half a cup of kimchi is zero points on Weight Watchers. So yeah, it's that is a great thing to substitute in your life for for worse things. All right. I feel better now. I just wanted to throw it out there. I was afraid somebody would go, oh, I my uncle ate a, a two bags of kimchi and before you knew it, he his wiener fell off and you know i don't i don't want any of that <laughs> right <laughs> as, as far as i know this stuff is thousands of years old in terms of its uh, acceptance as a popular you know thing to eat in asia and uh i'm just eating it now uh hmm. oh look at that case control studies on the intake level of kimchi and gastric cancer risk generally showed an increased risk among subjects with high or frequent intakes of kimchi well all right there you go there's a there's a thing that could be bad if i eat too much of it is that true, fastidious? Or did, cancer. I, I need it's a sure, I need a link or something. Give me a link. I know it sure feels like <laughs> like uh, either really quickly typed that or copied it from a headline, but did not attribute it. Yeah, uh, let's see. A two thousand, according to the city, in a two thousand three article in the Los Angeles Times, oh, there we go. Said South Koreans South Koreans uh, consume eighteen kilograms, which is about forty pounds of kimchi per person annually. Um, let's see here. Oh, he does have a link. What does it say? There's a link. <laughs> Been attributed to low T. Low T. <laughs> Man, I needed to fix the low T. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Castric cancer epidemiology in Korea. Uh, keywords. Okay, blah, blah, blah. boy, this is a really serious science one. This is like hard to read. Um, international comparison of incidence and mortality. Blah, 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 blah. Ecological factors, cigarette. Oh, they got all kinds of stuff in here. Salt and salted food. Um, 1.1 fold increased risk for gastric cancer in a cohort because of salt preference. Kimchi, which is allegedly believed to be oh, an anti. that could yeah. be where I mean, and that could be where the problem lies. Is that is kimchi relatively salty? It can be, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can get low salt kimchi, but it's for the most part, yes, it's got a little bit of sodium in it. That might be that could be where the problem is. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, it says gastric cancer evidence or incidence and mortality are decreasing gradually. However, the absolute number of new cases and deaths from gastric cancer are expected to grow due to rapid population aging. And that's it. I don't know. That one's this is like any study. It's like, oh, you eat too much toast, you're gonna blow mm -hmm. up and explode or whatever. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, maybe Dan would have a thought on this. Should we bring him in? Maybe. Let's bring him in. Let's talk about. Let's talk to Dan about uh, low tea kimchi. Yeah, low tea kimchi. <laughs> and salt and sodium intake and all that stuff. Got to have some thoughts and feelings in that regard. Let's find out after I play this. Be careful. May cause drowsiness. Dan, Dan, the tabletop man joins us like he does on PM quite often these days. Hello, Dan. Hello, I heard you uh, had a need for a pharmacist, and uh, I, you know my on call the uh, the big the big red light went off. So yeah, I just farm signal. Yeah, we we were up on top of uh, <laughs> Gotham Police Department. We fired up the farm signal. Yep, and uh, nope. that's the PH <laughs> PH ARM signal. Nice. <laughs> yep. It's just a big pill in the sky. Yeah. Is what it is. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I love that idea, uh, Dan. Do you think? I mean, you're a guy who always, whenever I bring this stuff up, you go, "All things in moderation." So would you say that's another case of just don't eat nothing but kimchi, be moderate? 
done in the past week, I would not describe moderation. Yeah. Kimchi. Yeah. Oh. A lot of kimchi yeah, over the last week. Not, that would not be moderation. Yeah. <laughs> so if you eat what you have been eating in like for years, I would say be careful. Yeah. Put it if you made it a regular, let's call it a regular staple of your diet, just not your diet. Don't make kimchi. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make your diet kimchi. Make it part of your diet. Okay. That's what and I do. That's what I do. Right, I'm so- not just eating that. Some people, like my brother, when he was at an orphanage when he was a kid, that's all they ate. They just sat around eating kimchi and rice. That was it. And so that seems like too much of anything, right? Yeah. It has a lot to yeah. do with, yeah. you know, the availability and, and price as well. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Dan's cutting out. Do you hear that? It was, but you switched to south and it seems like it's okay Did now. Did it get better? It? Okay. Dan, say some things, words. I, see, I don't know why oh. I always have, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's definitely again. my internet around in here. It's a uh, like a weird everyone else. <laughs> packet, packet loss central. Hey, don't worry about it. We'll make it work. Uh, Dan's here to talk about uh, all sorts of things, but mainly it's about what are we doing yeah. for fun on the tabletop this weekend. Uh, but before we get to that, anything in the uh, in the pharma world that we should know about? <laughs> and I was going to go into, you know, the pharma world. So um, I've got another thing for you that reminds me of uh, from FilmSack. Yeah. Oh, a, a oh. Film sack. So I wanted to uh, talk about capsules and, su- and oh, such. Oh, all right. Yeah, uh, let's do it. A lot of the, you know, the, you guys were mentioning salt and such earlier with the kimchi, yeah. and you know, and MSG and different salts and stuff like that. And that fact was was true. Is it a tenfold increase in stomach cancers among uh, Korean and other Asian countries? I think that data is. I think they're the eating habits of of. I don't know the best way to say it. of the Asians the, the, of that population has sure. gotten a lot better in the last 10 to 15 years but higher. And it has a lot to do with a lot of the ingredients that they cook with and a lot of the spices and the extra spicy things that they use. Mm. It's because they're sending all their kimchi over here. That's right. Because <laughs> Johnson's doing them a favor by eating it all. <laughs> I really am. I'm making somebody real happy because I bought more kimchi in the last two weeks than I have my entire life. So. Yeah, it's a woman out there named Kim Chi. She's like uh, beside herself, uh, excited that that uh, her food is so popular with you. Yeah, yeah. A great RPG character name. Oh, Kim wouldn't it though? Chi. Kim Chi. Like yeah, your, I like it. Your panda monk. Yeah. Your- <laughs> he could be a chit. Kim Chit. You could call him. Hey, look at this. Chit. The chat room says uh, if you don't like the data about Kim Chi being bad for you, just use a sharpie to change it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, current events. Current events. I like it. I like the cut of your jib, chat room. Anyway. Well, Dan, uh, I think you guys were uh, the last movie on Film Sack, the uh, the Rocket Raccoon bit. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. Limitless. limitless. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he cut out again. <laughs> yeah. Bring me that guy's arm and a bunch of those clear pills, would you, Groot? Oh, wait. We lost him. Hold on. Aww. What is that about? I don't maybe, know. Maybe pulling him back in will fix his signal. I think it was just his signal. It might be. Let's try that How again. How close is he to Darien? Are you back? Darien. You're back. Oh, we did have, uh, actually, we're still getting a little bit of wind. It's nice outside, yeah. but the wind is still uh, going a little bit nuts here and there. So you're not uh, getting not a, you're not getting a Dorian. Uh, you're not you're not expected to get hammered, right? You're just sort of going to be on the tail end. Well, that was we got hammered a little bit yesterday, and then overnight we got a little bit, but we're not nowhere near what the coast got. Okay, like, we got a lot of rain and some wind, but uh, it's you know everything's pretty much moving out right now. Okay, that's good because it died down to like a category two yesterday or two days ago, and then I think even further, it's all tropical storm now or whatever. Yeah, it was going back and forth yesterday between a two and a three because mm-hmm. I think a three is 115 miles an hour. So it was going from 110 to 115 and back and forth. Okay. 
All so right. now it's uh, it's you know it's off coast now, and I think it's just a uh, tropical storm. Now. But you and all your or stuff it might even be a one. You and all your stuff is safe. That's the main thing. Your 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 board yes, games aren't scattered all safe. about the American oh, South. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, all like this crap big that I have. Trail of okay. <laughs> cardboard imagine? just floating off into the distance. <laughs> Can you imagine all the little like? I don't know the little figurines and thing he's got, a little, little stupid chits. Yeah, he like yeah, a little raft made of meeple. He's sitting on a <laughs> sitting on a gloomhaven box, <laughs> making a a pair of paddles out of meeple. <laughs> I love to see you floating by. I got a punchboard paddle. Yeah, <laughs> right. Floating by on a gloomhaven box. That thing's big enough too. It's um, big enough. Anyway, sorry. Jack and so, Rose could fit on the Gloomhaven box. That is true. So I'm glad World you didn't. World of Warcraft game. I'm glad you didn't. Uh, oh, that thing is. I have that game. It's enormous. Do you have a copy? <laughs> it's over there somewhere. That thing is. I got it back in like 07 or something. I don't know where that is. Cardi, you know where that is? The big Warcraft game? Board game? You don't have to get it if it's far. Anyway, <laughs> it's like a giant thing. You could house a family yeah, of 12 puppies in that thing. Yeah, box is what is the the size they describe it as the big coffin box game. Mm -hmm. Is that bigger than the that League of Legends? Uh, Ooh, it's RPG probably minions. It yeah. might be a little smaller than Mechs versus Minions, or okay. they're right about the same size. Uh, I haven't I haven't gotten my uh, World of Warcraft game down in a while, but man, that Mechs versus Minions, I've got that too, Huge. and it's a. Uh, yeah, is yeah. that is that you got to build a separate really bookcase just for that one? Is that game good? How did that go? That game. It's really, I like really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, it's really easy to play. Uh, you can actually, they have a little timer in it. So after the first scenario, first scenario, you got this timer that comes with the game that you're supposed to use that to kind of grab your cards. And everybody's kind of grabbing the cards and getting their little tableau. And kind of when it's your turn, you kind of just do my thing. You basically go one through eight down your tableau. And, and that's your actions that you're doing. And you can kind of pump up your actions depending on the cards that you draft. Uh, and you have a certain amount of cards you draft each round, uh, but the, you can just play without. You know, you can kind of make the 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 difficulty what you want. You can play without that timer, but the timer is what really gives it that kind of real uh, energy feel. You know, that adrenaline feel to it. The game itself is challenging enough. Mm. Scenarios it gets harder and harder, but it's it's a uh, it's just very very chill game. But it takes a while, but it's fun. We got a question real quick here, a farmer question from Essential Tremor, who says, "Oh oh, PSA question for Geek Jock." Is this drug GBH or GBL uh, becoming a problem in the U.S.? What does that even mean? The drug G, or uh, which is short, I guess, for GBH or GBL. Do you know what he's talking about? No. I don't either. Never heard of that. No, not a problem. <laughs> yeah, but I guess yeah. it's okay. Nobody's uh, Go ahead and take all the G you want. I just saw his face light up, but not like in a, an emotional way. It's lit up because he's pulling up Google to look up GBH to see <laughs> to find out what it is. I want to see what in the world it is. I don't even know what uh, to, uh gamma hydrobutyrate. Tally says it's a date rape drug. Oh, but is I, that is that roofies or GBH? I don't know. Gamma hydroxy butyrate. Butyrate. I have to see what the chemical <laughs> composition or, or what sure they that's not how it's pronounced. Gamma hydroxy butyrate. No, <laughs> I have a feeling not. Uh, let's see. Put X. And grievous bodily harm. <laughs> That's I'm guessing it acts. So a lot of the date rate drugs, those like uh, a lot of times they'll use clonazepam or alprazolam, and, or uh, they've used those in the past. Down in uh, in Mexico, I've seen some things where. That's what people were putting into drinks because it's uh, it's kind of like an amnesic 
Oh, right. Inhibitions. Yeah, because it's a it's a um, tranquilizer. So your 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 everything goes down. I mean, anyone who's ever taken like a Valium yeah. or a Xanax or something, you know that feeling. And if you give somebody two Xanax or something at a party, they're gonna be out. And don't ever do people, that. Especially by the way. with Xanax, though. Right. So that kind of you know it kind of gets them that that very mellow. And they should never do that. None of you should do that. Nobody give an unsuspecting no. person drugs, okay? Or a suspecting person. I for just want to make it clear: right. we are anti that. Don't do that. It's bad. Drugs with anybody else? Yeah, that's right. It's not. Part and ladies, of it. go to the bathroom between drinks. Don't on the bar stool or the bar top while you go uh, to the bathroom or anything like that. That's I guess, solid. Advice. I see people like leave coasters and stuff on top of it, but even yeah. that feels like well, let's slide the coaster over, drop a date rate drug in there, and that's awful. Who does this? It is awful. I know. I don't know. Jerks. I don't, I don't understand people. People are weird. All right, Dan. Jerks want, and monsters. What, what, so should, the, uh, clear, what, clear capsules. What, oh, yeah, there you go. Hey, yeah, what, the limitless clear capsules. Right? What are we play? Yeah, the, so, what are we going to play this weekend? What kind of fun are we going to have? What kind of tabletop? What's going to be on my desk this weekend? Well, can I? He's, well, before we do that, we're going to answering our capsule. question about the clear. The oh, limitless, sorry. Uh, clear, clear tabs. Oh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm probably still breaking up. See, I don't, and I wonder if it's a Discord thing because turn, sometimes we have problems with with yeah. it picking me up. Turn your video off, and we'll see if that solves it. Oh, that may okay. Yeah, that may fix it. I'll like, it like keep it off. Don't turn off. <laughs> yeah, don't ever show off. us your face again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see All if right, that so, makes a difference. Yeah. Oh. oh, the clear capsules is what you were kind of talking with limitless. So not yes. a lot of not a lot of medications come in kind of the clear capsules like that, especially not. Uh, like I want to say, I want to say white, but you know what I mean. Like the colorless clear capsules. Mm. There are some clear capsules that they have. Uh, there are things like vitamin D. Like a lot of times, you'll see over-the-counter vitamins and even some prescription vitamins will kind of be in kind of a gel gelatin capsule. Uh, you know, a lot of times they're the uh, I believe they're oil or uh, you know uh, not water soluble, oil soluble. Uh, you know, type of vitamins and things like that. Sometimes you also get a, a drug called Amatiza. Uh, which is for constipation that's very very small and it also is uh, but it's kind of like brown and then you have mm. these yellow this yellow one it's benzonitate i don't know you guys may have e ever seen this uh benzonitate or um name is uh, teslon teslon pearls didn't as uh, uh what was the one with the a Asthma, uh, asthma. What do you call it? Amatiza. Amatiza. Didn't you she, see that? On, you see that on TV a lot. Yeah. Didn't she tour with the uh, Prince for a while, Brian? She was with Prince. <laughs> she was. She was his girlfriend in Purple Rain too. Yeah. That's right. And, and then, then she, she was with the. Up. She was with that other Morris Day guy for a while. Now, now you're she's thinking in porn. Of, you're thinking of Anatiza Six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was a good joke. All right, Dan. Sorry. Go ahead. We were saying. Okay. Um. No, it's fine. And so benzonitate they give a lot of times for during the winter. Uh, for when you have cough, when you have a really bad hacky cough, mm. some people take benzonitate. Uh, the problem is that's very addictive because even though it helps with that cough, it helps to numb the throat, but it could give a little bit of euphoria. So you have a lot of people that do get addicted to that. Mm. Uh, not kind of hardcore addictive, just kind of they end up taking a lot till the doctor finally says no. And then they, you know, they may not get it for a while. And then any time, any sort of little cough they get, people are like, oh, give me some more of that benzonitate stuff. You know, I got to have that. I don't need that antibiotic. So that's a sure sign. Sure sign that somebody is abusing the hell out of something. Oh no, I don't need that antibiotic. I just need the cough med and the pain med. Oh wow! Right. So a lot right. of pharmacies, a lot of pharmacies won't dispense unless you get all three. Well, it's the same problem with the. Uh, it's the same problem with the whole like um, all the stuff that ended up going behind counter after meth became a thing because people realized yeah, they the were, Sudafed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't mm -hmm. get Sudafedrin. Right. You can't get um, 
Everybody's making meth now. Yeah, everyone's mm-hmm. making ice or rock. Or... Everybody wants to be Jesse Pinkman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, did they ever address on that show how they got everything not to smell like cat pee? Because somebody the other day was saying meth is the worst because it all smells like cat pee. Is that true? First of all, does anyone know? I've never. I had that's meth. why they did in the uh, in the Winnebago. I think because. Uh... <laughs> You don't want the house to smell like cat pee. All right. You know, when you if you ever see how hard it actually is to make that stuff and how volatile it is, it's amazing. That's the reason why like so many of those places blow up. Mm-hmm. Because you've got to use such crazy chemicals and then, you know, all the mixing that goes on and get rid of the fumes. And isn't I mean, I'm sure it smells awful because all the different things that you're putting together yeah. uh is is crazy. I'm waiting for that very special episode of uh, Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> you think he'll bring it back just for that? That'd be great. Just for that. Just for that. Today we're going to make meth. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have to make it. I just want him to clean up after like a like a lab <laughs> explodes or something, you know? Right. Man, I don't, even, I don't even think you want to go near it even before it explore, before or after it explodes because it's so it's still so volatile. I mean, but, unless it's just yeah. burned to the ground. Yeah. I Half life of meth. There was this, oh, I was freaked out the other day. I was driving down this road and we noticed there are these houses that are all gutted and look terrible, yeah. but it's surrounding yeah. these houses are really nice new houses. So for we could not figure out what's going on. I assumed it's like a meth house or something. Mm-hmm. And nobody yeah. knew and it's just now abandoned. Found out later, it's not that at all. What happened is oh. the owners were approached by the local um, uh, fire department and they said, we're going to buy houses and then uh, run drills in them. And then eventually we'll raise it and build a new house in its place and like sell it. So they're over there doing drills and like busting into this place, setting things on fire. Doing, oh my God. Yeah. It's it crazy. Really dangerous for the houses that are, uh, that are on either side of them. Right. Well, like, they're not too close. They got a big, you know, these are big like houses on half acres and stuff like that. So there's a big okay. chunk of space, but to know that your yeah. neighbor is not your neighbor at all. It's just a place where 50 firemen show up on a Saturday and run through drills is the weirdest <laughs> thing. So weird. It was right? actually the underground kimchi depot. <laughs> I guess oh, so. and those boy that, that can spark up uh, like crazy. Yeah. Like, like, uh, Sidian says that sounds wildly, inex- wildly expensive and impractical. I, I agree, but that's what they're doing. And they, and they told oh. me that this is not unusual, that this is how they, they, it, it's either this or they go build brand new structures and then slowly burn them down. In this case, you buy what's already there. Maybe it's a bank uh, repo or something, like a bank uh, repossession mm, of the house, or maybe be. that's why it's yeah. less expensive. I don't know. It was the weirdest freaking thing. How did I get on that? Oh, because we talked about meth. Yeah. yeah. How so did we get and, on uh, meth? Lowy oh, yeah. did say that Tesla on pearls work amazing for coughs, and, and I don't want to scare anybody away. These things do work really well. Wait, wait. You know, Tesla, they are very what's good it called again? And those Te- are the transparent ones. Tesla and Pearl? Tesla. Yeah, those are the transparent yellow. It's called Tesla and it's Benzonitate. And like I said, it is a little addictive, but I wouldn't worry about it if you just get sick and take it a little bit. But we do see some people that are close. Well, some stuff. people want to they it get very it. Well. They'll get it where they can get it, right? Those are That's what those people will do. Like yeah. if they, they'll get their high from whatever they get their high from. And then there are people that actually get doctors to write like uh, Tylenol number three, which is Tylenol with codeine and hydrocodone. For cough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Right. You know, it does work for cough, but you're not taking out for cough. No. All right. Oh, yeah. Look at those. Yeah. Those are like the clear gel caps. Do you think anyone ever goes to like a Walmart, fills up a tank of, uh, of propane and just goes out in the car and opens that propane in the car and just huffs on it? Do you think anyone's gone that far with their 
just trying to get in, something. In the backwoods of different states, I'm sure they do a lot of weird stuff. Well, I mean, you hear about all huffers. It's probably even cheaper because people do, they huff that, uh, you know, the air. It's cheaper to do that than to try, you know, and it's probably less likely to kill yourself than propane. Yeah, that's oh. true. It's flammable <laughs> as hell, that stuff. I wouldn't open that up in the car. All right, sorry. And some of the other some of the other clear capsules are are things like fish oil, those Lavazza, yeah. you know, omega threes and stuff like that. Well, are even the Nyquil gel tabs kind of look like this, but they're green. Yeah, we're just, we were thinking more like the the things that look like the little rubber feet you put on the bottom of uh, appliances so they don't yes. scuff your desk. <laughs> your yeah, those are hard. Yeah, they don't have that type of clear. Usually, sometimes over the counter. And yeah. I think it was uh, Dunaway that was talking about like uh, dye free things. Now, and right. a lot of times you'll see those over the counter. Uh, you know, things like um, ibuprofen, you know, the the gel caps and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. even they seem to have like a little bit of a brownish tint. And, you know, you just don't put a lot of medications into that form because, you know, it's just so much easier to put them in a tablet or a coated tablet or even sure. a capsule that, you know, tablets. Sometimes you'll have tablets inside of a capsule mm-hmm. because it's easier to swallow, which is interesting. Oh, really? I mean, huh. Because it does the time medications, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it, it can be. It can be, but I think the kind, like I, in particular, there was a thing that my wife or daughters or somebody was taking, and the capsule was embedded inside of a gel cap, because the gel cap would go down easy, because they hated, Smoother, yeah. yeah, they couldn't swallow very well or whatever the deal was, or maybe it was after surgery or something. Anyway, so they would, they would be in, embedded in that thing, so that when it went down there, that would now go away, and then the the, the pill that would otherwise have trouble swallowing would do its job. It's a really, really cool tablet. This is, I'm sorry, I'm getting really geeky here, but there's a really cool tablet. It's called Arthrotech. Uh, it's basically, uh, it's a, a medicine, it's a combination of a medicine for your, you know, an anti-inflammatory uh, for arthritis. And then it's mm-hmm. another one, a misoprostol, which uh, basically helps your stomach. It coats your stomach. What we used to do whenever we would get students in, I'm like, oh, you got to check this out. You, you drop one of those into a, into a little glass of water and like within seconds, the whole thing just kind of blows up. And it kind of looks like uh, just like puffs out almost like a cotton ball. And then inside is a tablet. What? So you have like the two drugs. One's embedded, like you said, embedded in another. And it's really cool to see how stuff like that happens. That's cool. Could That's I drop really that cool. in a glass of water and it would do it? Or is if, it- if you had that particular tablet, you could yeah. you would put it in there. Oh, that's that's like finding out how magic sand works or Mr. something. Mr. Wizard stuff. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. There- yeah, it's really not all things that have you know a tablet inside of another do that sort of thing. And there's other tablets that um, the way that the the outside of the tablet works is it's kind of a, a real harder plastic matrix, and there's a little hole in it. There are some heart medications like nifedipine where there's a little hole and what happens is it's like kind of an osmotic release where the medication will actually leak out of that hole in your gut. And then you just, you just probably most people don't even, you know, sometimes it can be digested, but a lot of times that tablet is in your poop. Yeah. Hmm. It just comes out. It just <laughs> comes fun. out and people wow. will bring it to you. That's the most thing. People will be like, I got this in my, in this my school. This came out of my butt. What, what? is it? <laughs> Who does Man, that? I got this stuff in my poop. Why would they do, do I need that? to retake this? <laughs> Why would they do that? That seems insane to me. Just say what you they hate. think. You won't believe them. Oh, yeah. brother. Yeah. All right. Well, go. I guess well done going through the work of digging it out, cleaning it up, bringing it yeah. in. Nice work there. Take buddy. a picture. It'll literally last longer. Yeah. Straight, oh, yeah. straight up. All right. Yeah, now so let's talk. Oh, please, let's talk about amazing. tabletop games. Yeah, now I, I want to know the, what I'm playing. Before I lose the last 20, 20% of my brain power. <laughs> so is there any chance, because this is kind of, is this, of course, this is the day that I try to give you a, a visual game. Yeah. You know, yeah. a visual take on a game. Oh, yeah. Let's give this a shot. Let's see, give it one more All shot. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, because you're going to... He's going to show us, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, I talked about this game a little bit before Origins. It was one of the games that I really wanted to get at Origins. It was called Ship Shape. This is by Rob Davio. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a family game. He's the guy that made Pandemic Legacy, and he works on a lot of the other games for Restoration Games. He's one of the... He's kind of like a co-founder of Restoration Games. So in the game, you're basically going on voyages. You have a pirate ship. You're going on voyages. You're going to have a card, and it's going to look like this. You're going to have a card that's going to have a three-by-three grid. That's your cargo hold. Got okay. a little bit of a little glare. So little that's your cargo hold. And there's going to be a, a space on, there's going to kind of be what they call either buoys or uh, barrels. Uh, there's going to be a, a thing of them like this. Now, if you look, they're also three by three, but they have different numbers on them. Mm-hmm. And when they stack on top of each other, they will be covering different areas oh, of them. Sure. And what happens is you'll have a bunch of them on a table. Let's just say the three of us are playing. There'll be like nine of them on a table to stack them up for the first voyage. And you're going to have to, I don't know if you notice, like there's rats that have negative numbers on your cargo mm-hmm. hold. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to be playing cards. You have uh, cards in your hand from one to 10. And everyone at the same time is going to bid. Now the highest number will take the top. Now you can you can look at this from face, you know, from top down. You cannot mess with the pile. Right. So to you figure can look out which one's down. The, the good one to get that. Yeah. Right. Yep. So you can actually, and each one of the things you might not be able to see, but there's, there's cannons, there's gold, and there's contraband. Okay. Now, depending on how much you have of each one of those, that's going to give you points at the end of the round. You're going to go on three voyages. I think you'll get three of these each round. Then you can add up your score. Now, every one of these, uh, the numbers add up to eight on every one of them. So there may be oh, three, okay. there may be four, there may have higher numbers, there may be all kind of spread out. Always add up to eight. Okay. Yeah, they and always add up to eight. And each and thing will so, be represented: gold, contraband, and cannons. They may or may not. I don't know if every okay. one of them will be. I haven't. Actually, it looks like every one of them might be. Uh, and at the end of the round, so it looks like you'll be able to have that. So, you know, you'll, at the end of the round, you may have something that looks like that. Mm-hmm. So you'll have, you'll still have, you may have negatives with the rats, but still you're going to have, yeah. you're still going to have, oh, you know, gold, you'll get points. Right, but you want to have the highest numbers exposed on top for yep. the points at the end. So yep. the eights, yep. the sevens, I got gotcha. you. Can, and you can flip them and turn them yeah. as whatever way you want it to, to be able to do it. But once you place one, you can't place it again. You can't move it once you place it. Are the cards and once you two. And once you take it, you can't you can't untake it. Like you can't say, "Well, I'm going to discard this one." Like you're right. stuck with it. You've got to use it in one configuration. Yeah. Or so when you play a card from That's like the cool. one to ten number, you play a card. Uh, the highest number will get the top one. The second highest will get the next one. But if you tie, then you go to another. You actually get to the first person. You know, if you tie, you're out of the round. The other person uh, gets to choose. Gets the first choice, and then you guys will go again. You get one more time to put numbers down, and if you tie again. There's a little number that's on your sheet that's, that's on your cargo hold, and then that higher number is the one that will get it. Are those cards? So there's all different numbers. Are those cards laminate cardboard? Uh, this like, is actually a pretty good card. This is kind of a pretty thick. This is a, a decent card stock. Okay. But these boards actually have a little bit of, a, I guess it's kind of foam. They're kind of that's actually mm. pretty cool. So there's like two other pieces of card stock with foam oh, in the middle. Okay, oh, that's all cool. Right. That's cool. And I think that's just so that it's easier to pick up when you do stack them like this. Mm-hmm. What an oddly specific question, Scott. Well, no, I, I'm, a, I'm I'm asking for uh, quality reasons. Like, is are they flimsy? Okay, gotcha. Are they are they stiff? Are yeah. they well? You know, that's that's all I mean because you don't want I this know, sort just... of stuff to die after five games or five rounds. Well, the fact that the fact that his answer was confirmation is like oh it's a very good question but i never would have thought to ask that yeah. <laughs> and there are, you would be surprised and you know uh I, I don't know if scott or if david michael i don't know if which one of you guys were kind of looking at those for your different cards you know when you had your when you did oh. your uh hoyle card set with yeah. your art on it yeah 
you know, the frog pen sets. I don't know if you had a lot of quality control on that because they'll send you proofs of different types of cardstock and they have matted, they have different textures on there, different glossy or very, very finish. low quality. So there's a bunch, I mean, there's probably a good God, 10 to 15 different ones, depending on the manufacturer. Uh, because with board games, when I, we do a lot of the unpub, uh, you know, I go to a lot of the unpub uh, conventions. That's for the unpublished game, uh, you know, network. Yeah. You get uh, companies like Panda Manufacturing. They'll come and they'll show you exactly what they're able to do because these are all uh, designers that are, you know, trying to design their game. You know, and obviously the quality is is one of the last things you do once the game is ready. You know, once the game is ready to be, you know, ordered, you'll kind of look at what kind of pieces you want in there. But they show you a lot of examples of what they can do, and it's amazing to see. That's just one of these things that I would never even think of. Uh, like you said, like it, I would never even think of the different card stocks, mm -hmm. the different punch board uh, thicknesses, and yeah, and it matters. And pricing can be a, a huge thing, but quality. I mean, board gamers, especially hobby board gamers, if you have crappy cards, man, they will call you out in a second. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the thing we were most well, not most concerned with, but one of the big things we were concerned with with those cards was we need these to you know hold up and to hold be quality up. and yeah, and be right. flexible and all that stuff. And I know it impacts price because I've seen it firsthand, but I can't imagine like a big game like um, I'll just we were talking about Gloomhaven earlier. Gloomhaven's a good yep. example, though. Mm -hmm. If that mm -hmm. isn't made with quality stuff throughout, you're immediately dinged. Like you're you're not going to be right. seen as a cool right. thing. But then you're going to have people complain that it was 120 bucks instead of 75 or or mm -hmm. whatever. So it's and that's why a, a game like balance. Gloomhaven sometimes the first printing. Uh, you know, depending on if they have anything printed before that big Kickstarter, you know, that's why a lot of times Kickstarter rewards, you'll see, oh, if we get to this level, we can greatly increase the cardstock or increase the board, uh, you know, make it more of a laminate or more, you know, more the, the different type of texture and stuff. You know, with, with Hoyle shuffling cards, you want to have that little bit of texture because that also helps them to kind of grab each other and get in there so you can have that riffle shuffle in different ways that and also helps to uh make you know the the strength of the cards because yeah. you know regular playing cards you're going to shuffle the crap out of those things sure sure so this uh this particular game though where uh, out now can people get it it should be uh i just got this from our uh cape fear games which is down in wilmington is our sponsor for the show and uh every few months they'll send me a bunch of games that i asked for and they just sent this so i think it's just getting into distribution because they didn't have a lot of copies at either gen con or at origins so it should just now get getting be getting into and it's called ship shape by Calliope Games, and it should be right around thirty dollars. Oh, it looks cool! Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. And, oh, uh, I would like to play it. I'd oh yeah! So here's another thing for you, Scott. Oh, you love this? Yeah. Look at that right there. Yeah, right there. That's the instruction manual right That's there. That's the rule right there. Ah, <laughs> uh, sweet. One folded page. I love it. One folded nice. page, and the rules themselves are like two columns of that folded page because the whole first page is like, hey, this is what's in the box. Yeah, nice. this is what it should look like. And the back is variants and how to score and stuff like that. So piece of cake and you whole family would love this very, very light game. So let me ask you this. Here's a question because I was doing a quick search for this and I found a game called Ship Shape uh, that is from the 70s. It's Ooh. obviously not this game, but I wonder, mm. I don't know if we can even speak to the legalities of this sort of stuff, but um, here I'll put the link in our Discord as well. Okay. Um, it's... It, look, it looks dumb, like it's some kids' game, Romper. It, it is well, literally it's a Romper Room game. Yeah, typically, literally published by Romper Room. But um, when this, when somebody like today is putting together a new game, is it like movies where there are no laws about what you name a thing? Because you can name it, your movie oh, Killer Beast like and have be. ten other. It, games it's all. It all Beast. depends. Very rarely, you know, because of the BGG database too. Very rarely, if people figure out that their game is named after something, you know, same as something else. 
unless they're unless it's kind of a overseas thing usually people are pretty you know they just don't want them to be named something else because you want to be able to find it on bgg yeah right or oh, right. find it yeah. on there so they a lot of times they will but an old game like this that's hard to tell like uh you know they, i don't think they'll have any sort of ip you know maybe you got to make sure you don't use the same art assets right mm-hmm. it's like yeah. my, uh, <laughs> this space rocks game i'm making i've called it originally space rocks incorporated um, but I changed the name to Space Run or uh, sorry, Rock Runners Incorporated, because somebody else is actively building something called uh, Space Rocks, not Incorporated, but Space oh, Rocks is in the wow. name. Yeah. Huh. So because they're Still. all they're being worked on at the same time, I don't want to have name confusion. Sure. And so I backed off and did the other thing. But if it was something in the seventies or sixties, who you know, who cares? It's like mm-hmm. out of published, yeah. it's out of print, right? Unless there's some sort of trademark or uh, typeface, you know, that was uh, you know trademarked. Uh, I looked it up in the BGG base. So ship shape, the one you sent me, and ship this ship shape. This one is listed in there with no space mm. in ship shape. Oh. Whereas the other one is listed with a space. Okay, that probably makes a difference. And sometimes you have to, you know, it, they'll always have the uh, year that it's produced after it, so you can see ship shape to 2019. Oh yeah, will we'll show um, up now on what, Amazon. It's ship shape with uh, no space. Now, what nobody's noticed here, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but this romper room game, that's actually a two-headed. <laughs> creature it's a small boy and a woman oh, wow. and a single body yeah so that's just the, she's that's got a it, blonde growth coming out of her shoulder but it's smart enough to to recognize circles and squares yeah yeah and it's a you know nice. look there's a lot of sodium in the 70s and this is one of the <laughs> you know, it was a drug side effect is what caused that little right. to grow. yeah it was pretty, pretty <laughs> weird they try not to talk about it much but that was the truth well uh dan this looks like a fine addition to anyone's uh, board game lifestyle We'll have to try this For one sure. out. And I'm sorry, give them the name one more time so we don't... Oh, Ship Shape. We've just been talking ship about shape. <laughs> Ship Shape. <laughs> ship Shape um, from Calliope Games. And you can try to search it. Uh, probably search it for a Ship Shape game with no space between ship and shape. Nice. That sounds like a good one. I love these recommendations. Uh, Dan, Dan, the tabletop man, tell people where they can find more of your business. Well, you won't find me at a bar because you sons of bitches are going to roofie me. So I'm staying away from any of the bars. <laughs> now, make sure... <laughs> wow. Uh, you can find me at, at <laughs> you find me at the Geek All Stars. We just put up a, a show this week where uh, we kind of we did a fictional sports team draft. What what would you guys picture the the best fictional sports team from like movies? Oh, so it's an existing property, a fictional sports team. Yeah. So uh, any anything from any movies or anything along those lines, you know, like uh, Bull Durham, like the Durham. Right. Bowl you you, you would not want the major league. Uh, baseball team, for example. No, I mean, no. That, that, right, exactly. You're, you're, well, you, actually, you might want a Cleveland Indians because that's a great team. You know, it's like it's mm. one of those things. But they did win, so you may may yeah. trap them. But like, you know, any fictional sport and fictional sports team, we did a little four round draft of that, and it kind of got. But even if it's like super fantasy and like science fiction, you can do it. Can you pick like the yeah. the Space Jam characters or? Yeah. Uh, so the the last round, we usually do a kind of a, the fourth round is where we kind of get a little wacky. And uh, Justin Jacobson, actually from Restoration Games, he was on the show. He drafted District Twelve mm. with Katniss oh. uh, as as because it's a team, so and it's a sport, so it was actually a you know a good good off the board uh, pick for something. That'll like work. That. But, you sure. know, normally, I I took like the Rockford Peaches. Yeah, it's a great league of their own. Yeah. Yep. Can I do the the those kids on the um uh, the Hoosiers Sandlot? movie? No, the Hoosiers kids were pretty good. Oh, Hoosiers is a good oh. one. Yeah. And. So like movies, things like T.C. Williams from Remember the Titans, we disqualified that because that's that's a true story. Mm-hmm. And Coach Boone and a lot of the players, those are real people. So you, it's kind of like there's a fine line, you know, eight <laughs> men out. 
is is also right. real. You can take all the ghost players from uh, from <laughs> Field of Dreams. Well, actually, so that's that's where you kind of wonder, like, what, what would you say? So the ghost players, we kind of let that slide, but would you let the globe trotters go? Because that's still oh, also they're, they're real. not fictional, though. Exactly. That's what I. Yeah, that was my real. ruling. Was they're not yeah. fictional? Yeah. Yeah. They're an actual team, even if they're faking it. They're still an actual team. I, I, right. I, I would vote for what you voted for. That doesn't count. Could you, uh, could you have uh, Sport of the Future, uh, Dean Kane? Uh, oh, Future Sport. Future Sport. Future Sport. Hey, Brian! Sport. Had, hold on, Brian had a. a I did. I, he had a leopard. <laughs> he had his moment. I had my. Uh, wasn't there a guitar game called something here? Yeah, you guys are forgetting it. <laughs> He had his moment. I had Chester Cheetah and some other thing. Brian finally had one. This doesn't does not reach the upper echelon of the what kind of animal was Chester Cheetah. I don't Cheetah. know, but it's, it's pretty damn close. Pretty the kind of sport was future sport. <laughs> sport of the future. What was that called? Sport of the future. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, now we're now I feel better. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so you can uh, find me on the Geek All Stars. We just put that out this week, uh, this Sunday. Uh, hopefully. I'm not sure what time, probably seven or eight. We're trying to get after there will be dungeons so we can get a, a Scott sighting in our paradox show. You know, you can come on over to the chat room. Uh, mm. We do Sunday night at, uh, you know, seven or eight Eastern. We're, we're still trying to figure out the time on Twitch. We do the paradox with myself, Jerry, and Bridget Le- Levy. Uh, where we're, I'm not sure what our topic is this week, but we might be talking about what people actually think pharmacists and doctors do and what we actually do. Mm. Well, if you, so, if you oh, start cool. when we finish, we'll raid. We'll do that. Send all our people nice. over there. Yeah. I don't mind doing that. I'll I'll shoot you a text on Sunday. Okay. I don't even know how those things work. I've never done a raid in Twitch. I guess it's easy. You just say, yeah. it's raid. Monica had to teach me how to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool, but I've never done it. So I'll, I'll uh-huh. ask her about it. But yeah, uh, uh, do check it out. That's Geek Jock Blog on Twitter as well. Dan, take it easy. Thanks a lot. We'll see you. Be careful in the rain. Thanks, boys. All right. See ya. See ya. What, what does the rains. team of the sport of the future <laughs> What movie is that with the sport of the future? Future sport. <laughs> it just didn't sound right to me. I don't know why. Just sport of the future sport? No, that doesn't seem right. Look, I'll fully admit. Sports ball. Che- cheetah. The cheetah thing is way more egregious. <laughs> but I, I still feel some solidarity now. You could, yeah, you, you certainly can. Uh, that's gonna do it for the Deserved. show, <laughs> everybody. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out with us for this bonus show. You hear me say that and you go, wait, bonus. What? How's that work? Well, it's easy. We do a little extra show a week because you guys support us at patreon.com slash TMS. And there's a couple of more reasons to do that now, too. We do a pre and post show recording that we've always done as just conversational. But now we're recording it and putting it as extra content in its own special RSS feed over at the Patreon. Some people have said, can you put them all both on the same feed, the main show and that? My answer to that would be no, because it's a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> If I come up with a better way to integrate them, I'll, I'll let you know. But as it stands right now, it's, uh, we don't have a really good way to do that. But anyway, that is the thing you can get right now, no matter what level you're at. Bonus content over at patreon.com slash TMS. For details on that and everything else we're doing, go to frogpants.com slash TMS. All right? <laughs> nice. Little, oh, it smells like kimchi in here now. A little, little bit. Oh. Little bit. We're having, uh, we're having uh, jambalaya tonight, and I'm thinking about putting kimchi in it. For real. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, why not? Feel like that would work well. Like it's all the veggies and sausage and mm-hmm. kimchi. Feels like it would work. We'll see what happens. We don't. Yeah. Know. Won't know till you try it. So that's what you're doing tonight, Scott. Yeah. What are you doing? 
Well, let me tell you what I'm doing tonight because it leads right into our request. Uh, you may notice that I'm wearing a an Elvis Costello T-shirt. Mm. Elvis Costello, uh, backing vocalist, and also was a producer for the band Squeeze for uh, one album. Uh, that's him in, in the background of Black Coffee in Bed along with Paul Young. I'm seeing Squeeze perform tonight at the Arvada Center. Super excited. Favorite band. And we've got second row tickets because first row, I think you've got to be an Arvada Center member to get tickets in the front row. Mm. Whatever. That's fine. Second row is just fine with me. Mm. Um, so in uh, just a couple hours, we're going to go see Squeeze. Uh, so let's hear a cover of a Squeeze song. This is, uh, you know, Tempted, Black Coffee in Bed, all those huge hits. This was a lesser known hit, but it's still one you probably will re uh, recognize. Up the Junction, one of those rare songs that, uh, where you don't hear the title until the very last line of the song. There's no chorus. It's all sung by Glenn Tilbrook, and it's an awesome song. This cover is by Renee Cologne from her 2019 album Coverlings. It's a cover of Squeezes Up the Junction.
Show is part of the Frog Pants Network. <laughs> Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Now go take a shower. You and James Gandolpini there. <laughs>